Didn't, Didn't you, you roll, roll a 19? 19? That's plus my six. Uh, yeah, can uh, you guys pay attention, please? God, I don't know how this game works. Is this Warhammer 40k? I'm sorry. Are we yes, LARPing? Roll 30d6. <laughs> Are we LARPing? And then any sixes you get, re-roll them again. Under the blazing sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Mansamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives. But when the sun goes down, there is another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of that thieves' guild. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves robbing fools. My name is Brayton, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm playing Jaxo Gix. He's a pirate. That's a lie. He's an ex-pirate kobold, and he smokes a pipe, and he wears these cool glasses because he's super steampunky, but not really. But that's what they look like. And he's got orange scales and a little bit of a yellow belly. And he's really tough and strong. So... I'm Ed, and I'm playing Drell Griefstroke, a human warlock who has traded his fealty to the darkness within to gain ultimate power over shadow and darkness. And he wears eyeliner, it's fine. Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm playing Hap Shepsum. Hap is pretty good looking. He's not from around here. He comes from pretty far away. He's got an eye for detail and an ear for deceit. And he's the only rogue of the bunch. So really, he's the only true thief in this Thieves Guild group. Um, And he's really good at backstabbing. Last time on Burglar Mystery Tour, the gang followed the zookeeper into the council building in an attempt to prevent him from giving up the Thieves' Guild to the mayor. We join them in their invisible state as they sneak around the building. This is Burglar Mystery Tour. What do you guys want to do now? I roll a perception check. It says I have advantage on any wisdom, perception, or survival check to find my target. Oh, yeah, because you cast Hunter's Mark on that person earlier. So I roll Wisdom Perception, right? At advantage? Yeah, I was trying to think if you should use Survival to track him. Yeah, okay. So Advantage on Survival? Yeah, use Survival to track him. 16. You can tell that he went towards the back of the building. Okay, I head towards the back of the building, and I'm like, this way. Real quiet, but like loud enough that they hopefully will be able to hear me, but not the guard at the front. Which way? I can't see you. Also, it's weird because normally I can see you when no one else can. To the back of the building, I say. But I whisper it real quiet. 
Okay. I'm following. Make a stealth check. We're going to do the uh, group stealth check and use Drell's modifier. Oh. you want? Who do you want to do it? Nora, do it. Okay. Because I rolled a 20. Oh, no, then... You rolled it and then wanted to know who did it? I was like, I know I'm going to get like a three if I roll this. I've only rolled like 14s and threes today. Isn't your modifier plus five, Ed? It's plus four. Uh, 17 stealth. The soggy boys, except for their newest member, walk towards the back of the building. When you get there, the hallway just curves around a corner. Do you look around the corner? Yeah. I'm not scared of nothing. And then if you look down that hallway, you can see... At the next corner of the building, there's a door that goes to the exterior of the building, and there's a door that goes to the interior of the building. I go up to the door that goes to the interior of the building, and I listen to it real good. All right, roll a perception check. 19. 19. 20. Come on, Nora, we're trying to do this together. All three of you can hear a noise that sounds like someone messing with something, some sort of mechanical thing, like uh, like lock picking kind of metal, scraping on metal silently. But it's not coming from inside the door you're listening to. Right in front of us where there's no one? No. Right in front of you, there's a corner. And right around the corner, there's a door that goes towards the outside of the building. And that's where it seems like it's coming from. It feels like it's coming from the outside of the building? No, not the exterior door. That's a, So, all right. So, there's the exterior door where the unconscious guard is. Dead. Then there's a door that goes into the main courtroom. And then there's another door around the corner that goes into that add-on that was added on to the building. All right. That's where the noise is coming from. I sneak around the corner. Do I see anybody? Roll a stealth check. I'm not sneaking. We're not using my stealth. I'm waiting. 18. As you go around the corner and look into that door, which is hanging open a little tiny bit, do you open it up all the way? No. Um, okay. You hear that scraping noise more. Okay. Yes. I creak it open like slow, like the wind is creaking it open. Because I'm just standing there invisible. Do you make wind noises? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. As you open the door, you see a nice office that looks like a good place for a mayor to do his business. There's a Poop. nice desk. You mean a toilet? A lot of plumbing. No. There's a lot of bookshelves. Good poop and reading material. And in the corner of the room. A toilet. There's a bookshelf that was covering some sort of hidden passage <gasps> that swung open. And standing in front of that hidden passage is a tall, thin man in a black cloak. Does he notice that the door opened and the wind noises were so stealthy? He doesn't seem like he noticed. Okay. Is he going down stairs? I assume those stairs go down in that hole. Do you just watch him? All right. His lockpicks click one last time, and he says, Yeah. And then he turns the latch on the door and swings it open into the room. And he slinks off down into some downward facing stairs behind the secret door. Um, I follow him in there. Okay. Oh, you know that's the guy you put the mark on, in case that wasn't clear. Yeah, I follow his blood trail that's dripping from that time I shot him. Yeah, you follow his blood trail like a good ranger. Like a good ranger, Jaxo is there. Um. Okay. Yeah. It's uh. He goes down these stairs. They seem endless. I don't know how far you want to go 
before you go back and tell your friends or how long you guys want to wait before you move forward. Oh, I guess I'm standing in the doorway and it just made wind noises and watched him. And so I'm like, guys, follow me in. What? I said, guys, follow me in. I follow Jack, though. Let's go. I go down the stairs sneaky like. All right. There's this humongous cylindrical cutout, like a deep, deep well that goes below the city that you didn't know was here. You suspect no one knew it was here. That's not true. Someone must have known. But so the stairs wrap around the outside and they wrap around many times and go deep, 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 deep. You think you might be hundreds of feet down by the time you get to the bottom of this shaft. Make a stealth check the whole way down. Just confirm for me there is something in the middle of this staircase or there's not? There's not. Did you say there's a big, it's a cylinder and the stairs go around the outside? No, they go, oh, they go around the outside on the interior of the <laughs> cylinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. But And then there's no like center column. There's like a hole that goes all the way down? Yeah, there's just a hole. Okay. Can we see mysterious man number one? Well, I wanted you to roll stealth checks to see if he saw you, but then I want you to roll perception checks to see if you see him. Are we doing one stealth check? Yeah. At advantage because of invisibility? Yeah. 17. Yeah, everybody roll a perception check. 17. 13. I got a 14 perception. Drell, with your especially keen vision from the darkness, you can see that there is a tall, slender, lanky man wearing a black cloak. Like He's farther down than you, but he's still on the stairs in front of you, walking down. He doesn't seem to notice you guys. All right. You just keep stalking him? Yeah. All right. So you follow him down to the bottom of the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, there's a short corridor, and you start to hear some loud mechanical whirring, and you see some light coming down that corridor. It's a machine prayer. The man went down that corridor. I think we follow him. For sure. Let's do it. At the bottom of the stairs, as you're about to go in the corridor, you see that this man you're stalking has stopped at the end of the corridor. And he's looking into the room, but he's clearly trying to be unseen. Guys, are we just following Griggs in? Are you asking us or are you asking our characters? You. We're not talking when we're like 40 feet from this person that's listening for people. I don't know, man. I don't think so. He's tall. I don't think Griggs is tall. Griggs is a tiefling. Aren't tieflings short? I think Griggs secretly is the zookeeper. He's luring us to be sacrificed to the Lady of Silk. We'll cut a bitch. We're strong and tough. We you can cut. With it. I will blast a bitch. All right. I mean, he just stands there and looks for a little while. Are you guys just going to sit there and wait for him to make a move? Yeah. Suddenly, you hear this rhythmic, mechanical whirring. And there's light coming out of that chamber at the end of the hallway. Then you start to hear some voices inside the hallway. You hear three voices inside the chamber start to chant like some sort of ritual. And then the hooded figure in front of you slinks out of the doorway and to the right inside the chamber. Forward, for sure. All right. You guys move up to the doorway that he was in? Yeah. You're looking into a huge circular arena. You're on the second floor. There's like a walkway that goes around the second floor. Like a surgery? Kind of like a surgery. Nice, nice. Good connection. It's full circle. Yeah, does it go full circle around the... It goes full circle around the room, around the circular chamber. The chamber is really tall, but it's domed, and it seems ancient. It's like ancient masonry, like um, 
stonework. Is this a surgery dome? It's like a surgery dome, if you can imagine. That common phrase, surgery dome. It's like Thunderdome, but surgery. A doctor and a patient enter. Only one leaves. All right, so there's a railing along that walkway, but you can tell it's very old and it's kind of decrepit. Decrepit? Decrepit. Decrepit? Decreptic. Deceptic. Insepid. No, no. (laughs) You can see in the center of this room, there's a humongous pit that goes down into the depths of nothing. And there are three figures standing around the pit with their arms up and they're chanting. Oh, wait, is this a druid water chant? Is this not the Bathalady reenactment? No, no, no. no. Hold on. Let me finish describing the room. Oh. Suddenly, the Dungeon Master wants to finish the description of a room without being interrupted. Not on Bardic Mystery Tour, my friend. Over the pit, there's a tripod with three pulleys on it, and then running from three corners of the room, well, they're not corners, from three equidistant points along the wall of the room, there's this glowing filament of some kind, and it runs over the pulley on the tripod and down into the pit. And there are engines whirring right at all those anchor points against the wall as if they're lifting something out of that pit with three motors. You can only see one because two of them are underneath you, like underneath the, the overseer's surgical banister. But the one that's across the room from you, you can see, is plugged into a Scalarin power core. That's a wire! Shit, guys! That was the easiest thing to get. In concentric circles, some sort of arcane pattern is drawn out with crushed up lopid petals, and and that's what you see. Can I sneak over to the one box that we're on the same level with and try to cut this cord? Okay, so uh, just to be clear, you're on like the second floor, and all the boxes are on the first floor. Oh, okay. I thought one of them was on the second floor with us. It's just that you can see across the room to the one that's on the first floor that's across the room but you can see filaments coming from underneath you, and you're kind of assuming that there are two more that are similar below you that you can't see because the walkway is in the way. Can we see the hooded figure? Nope. You can see the three people in the downstairs. Make a perception check to see if you see that guy. 11. 14. Emily, you have advantage. I got 23 without advantage. Wait, we have advantage from perception? No, she does because he she marked him. Can I mark him? No, because you don't have Mark of the Hunter or whatever. Man, all I have is Eldritch Blast. Um, Jackson, you can see that he is climbing down a support pole that's holding up the uh, the students railing for the student surgeons who are overlooking the surgery. Are we like we're we just walked in or we're right at the door? Oh, so I explained it as if you'd walked in and you're like kind of hiding behind that railing so you could see the whole room. Yeah, guys, it looks like the mayor might be trying to interrupt this thing. Unless it's Griggs. Why do you think it's the mayor? I meant zookeeper. All right, I might just cast silence on them, but then I'll be visible. Can I? Do we have any of those balls left? Yeah. The bag of surprise balls? Can I shoot one into the pit? Does that count as an attack? Wait, all the way down the pit? Why don't you make it fight them? First, you'd have to tie it to an arrow if you want to shoot it, but you can throw it. You can just drop it over the edge. Okay, I want to drop it over the edge, like not so that they would look towards our direction, but like away from us so we can just distract them. It's a distraction ball. All right, so you're just going to drop a fur ball over the edge? I want to throw it across the room so they look away from us. All right, roll a D8. A one. You throw a fur ball across the room and it lands on the ground. 
and it undulates and grows into a rat, which squeaks. Are they distracted? No one seems to notice the rat. Okay. Uh, but you can command it to take actions. I wanted to go and bite the nearest chanter's ankles really hard. Now get it to climb the tripod and bite the twine on the tripod so the tripod collapses and it just sucks the spool down. Let's try that first. I doubt that the rat can chew through it, but like we'll give it a try. All right. The rat runs over the tripod and starts climbing up to the top, I guess. And then you hear Griggs' voice say, What are you doing? Get out of here. And a man in robes in the center steps forward and tries to knock the rat off of the tripod. I tell the rat to run away. Okay. And then the man in black, who was sneaking down to the center of the room, unfurls his cloak and throws it to the side, pulls out a great silver sword and says, Griggs, you've turned your back on the guild for the last time. I can't let you do this. Everybody roll for initiative. Dun, dun, dun. Hey there, groupies. Brayton here, your favorite DM for the next hour or so. Because after that, we're back to Ed being the regular DM, just like always, in season six of Bardic Mystery Tour. Just as bardy as it's ever been. Thanks for going on this journey with me as I explored DMing a little bit. I had a lot of fun, and I hope you guys did too. We might revisit this as a single arc between seasons in the future, but we might do something different. It's hard to say. We really had a lot of fun with these characters, but also the world of tabletop role-playing games is so wide and open that we don't want to promise anything. I'm excited to record a behind-the-screen interview with Ed about all three of these arcs. That should be available to patrons whenever we can get it done. I know that Ed was catching up on those a lot, and then he hit a little bit of a wall, but expect to see more of those coming out soon. And if you're not already a patron, you can sign up by visiting bardicmysterytour.com. Now let's get back and find out how that initiative roll went. 11. 9. 21. Please tell me I win initiative. I want to go before Greg's so bad. You definitely do. You're up first. I cast silence on the whole freaking room. Not our tier. I just cast it down like at the base. So let's see. Silence has a 20 foot. How big is this room? This room's really big. Is it more than 20 feet radius? Because that's a big room. 20 foot radius? Yeah. Like, basically. Let's say it's like the whole room's like 25 feet radius. All right. So I'm going to hit it, but I'm going to put it low enough down the hole that everyone on the upper deck is outside of the silence, but it can like bubble up in the middle too. So it can like hit like the whole room that's everyone that's not the three of us. And I just cast silence on all of it. Okay. After the zoo, is this the zookeeper, by the way? We recognize him. Oh, yeah. Once he whipped his cloak off, you recognize him to be the zookeeper. All right. So after the zookeeper accuses Griggs, but before Griggs gets to defend himself, I hit the room with silence. Okay. And then I duck down behind the wall. All right. Is that your whole turn? Yeah. That should do two things for us, guys. Number one, they can't do their stupid ritual anymore. Number two, we don't have to listen to the argument about it. Nice. It's Griggs' turn next. He's surprised. So he uh, does nothing except for draw a dagger from his side and look surprised that he can't talk. The other two people who are standing in the center also draw swords from their sides and, um, you know, they're surprised also. And then the zookeeper's turn happens and he rushes towards Griggs with his sword and he slashes at him. But he totally misses. 
and drops his sword on the ground right next to Griggs. Oh my god. Next is Jaxo. I shoot at the um the zookeeper. I shoot at the zookeeper. Okay. Uh roll an attack. Twenty to hit. That hits him. Ten damage. I hit him again. I pull another arrow out and I stick it in and I get him. Wait, did you just shoot the zookeeper? Yes. Wasn't I supposed to? You can do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm doing. 17 to hit. The best result here is we kill Griggs and the zookeeper and then we run the zoo. <laughs> that one doesn't doesn't hit him. All right. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? I guess I want to move away from my friends in case somebody has like an area blast something or other. But I think they can't really cast most spells because they don't have a verbal component. But I'm still, I want to move away from my friends around the circle on the top in the surgery. Okay. To the left, to the left. Okay. Up next is Hap Shepsum. So I think that I probably have advantage on this attack roll since we're invisible. You are not invisible anymore. You dropped the invisibility when you cast silence, right? That is concentration. No, we're not invisible anymore. And silence is concentration also, right? Yep. Does it look like there's some sort of way out of that? Like, is there a door that leaves the bottom, or do they have to come back up to here to get out of here? Is there a staircase that comes up here from down there? Yeah, there are multiple staircases that go from the bottom up to here. Great. They're more like ladders. Yeah, I wish you would have mentioned that. How far down is the surgery level from the next where the people are level? Uh, it's, It's like 12 feet or 11 feet. It's like a tall floor. Okay. I want to sneak attack Griggs. Tell me if I can do that or not. So here's the thing. If you figure out a way to do sneak attack damage, like don't you have insightful something, something? What's that do for you? It's a bonus action. I can make an insight check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated, contested by their deception check. If you succeed, you can use sneak attack against that target, even if you don't have an advantage. So that sounds like like exactly like the thing you want. All right. I want to do that then. I'm going to do an insight check. Against who? Against Griggs. Against Griggs? Your best friend? Yep. 24. You son of a bitch. Yep. You beat him. I got a 22. I thought that was going to win. I'm going to sneak attack him with my bow. Okay. Go ahead. I got a one. I got a natural one. Oh no, Hap has a mishap with Hap's bow. I want to use a luck point. I roll it again, I got a 12 to hit. Your buddy Griggs? Yeah. Doesn't hit him. I have two weapon fighting, but I don't know if that works for bows. No, a bow is a two-handed weapon. You're a two-handed weapon. Wow. Alright, are you doing anything else in your turn? Uh, I'm going to move the opposite direction that Jaxo went, to the right. Okay, and that's it? That's it. All right, you see the glowing leads, chains. What did I call them before? The glowing filaments keep pulling up on the center. Next is Drell. I'm going to use my Wand of the Pack Keeper to restore a spell slot. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Does that take an action? Yep. That's your whole turn? Yeah, I'm going to try to stay hidden up here a little bit. Maintain the silence. All right, your buddy Griggs rushes over to the zookeeper. Griggs attacks... Three times he slashes with his dagger at the zookeeper, catching him once in the arm for eight damage. You think you can see that, but you're not sure exactly. Then next, the two other cultists run over with their swords, and they both attack the zookeeper, who looks like he's getting outnumbered. I thought he was like the big, biggest, baddest thief bitch out there, though. Like, 
Hello? Well, he's outnumbered because it's three on one. You know what I mean? Maybe outnumbered, but not outgunned. And much to that point, he doesn't even take a single hit from them. He laughs it off with no noise because of the silence. He slashes Griggs twice in the chest, and Griggs looks visibly shaken by the blows. Jaxo Gix, it's your turn. Are any of those robed guys, including Griggs, 15 feet from me? They're all more than 15 feet from you. But you can get there with your movement, I think, if you jump down. Yeah, that seems dangerous. I've met Drell before. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and shoot Griggs with my bow. You're shooting Griggs this time. Okay. Yeah. The first time I was like, I'm killing that guy that I was coming after. And then I was like, wait, I'm not really sure what's happening here. So I'm gonna shoot some more guys. Who knows? I just assume everybody down there needs to get killed. Here I go. Twenty-six to hit. That hits him. Seven damage. And I pull another arrow out. I shoot him again. Okay. 20 to hit. That hits him. Eight damage. Griggs looks like he's starting to get a little panicked. And he looks like he's bloodied. And then I think, I guess that's it. I had a different plan, but then I remembered that Drell has like scary spells. So I didn't do them. That's the end of my turn. Half Shepsum, you're up next. Okay. So I think my insightful fighting only lasts one round because... It says, if you succeed, you can use your sneak attack against that target even if you don't have advantage on the attack roll, but not if you have disadvantage on it for one minute or until you use this feature against a different target. So does that mean I have to use it against a different person? Like, I don't think it lasts attack to attack. Like, I don't think I continue. Yeah, that for one minute affects how long you can do the sneak attack. Yeah, who wrote that spell and put those words in that order? It's confusing. Wow. Yeah, I agree. But like a bonus action only lasts a round, right? Like it won't get, it doesn't last yeah, but multiple. You, so you like gave yourself a buff. So you like watched them and then you were able to use your sneak attack on them because you know how they act. Because you're so insightful. You can do that for a minute, which is 10 rounds. Whoa. So keep track of how many rounds you've been using it. Okay, I'm going to attack Griggs again then with a sneak attack on my short bow. Eleven. You miss him. <sighs> I'm done then. Okay. That lot of use I am in this fight. God. The engines continue whirring and the filaments keep pulling. Drell, it's your turn. All right, I cast Mage Hand, which, by the way, is not a concentration spell. And I unplug that wire from the and power core. Um, sure. I want to know how beat up everyone looks right now. Also, the, how do we have any idea if the engines continue whirring? Because you're outside of the silence. And so are the engines. How? No, I said it was a 25-foot radius room, and they're on the very outside walls because they're bolted to, they're okay. anchored to the outside walls. So they can lift something, maybe heavy, out of a deep, dark pit. All right, well, I unplugged one of them, whatever. Related to this, can I ask a question? A semantics question, maybe? Mm-hmm. If you're invisible, can you see yourself? Like, do you struggle to open doors and shit? This is a long debated question, and there are many answers on the internet. Conflicting ones, even. Okay, I guess it's fine. You're not invisible, either. I know, I was just thinking about earlier when we were, like... But did you know that one of your senses is actually your ability to know where your body is? Like, whenever you close your eyes and you're like, I know that my hand is over here. Like, that's one of your senses? 
And so if you're invisible, you could still like know where your body is and know how to like manipulate it to open a door. Yeah. But if it's like doing harder things, like punching a code into a thing, like I can't do that when I can fucking see. So I literally have nightmares that are me having to hang up phones and redial them. Like in the time before smartphones and, Rotary and cell phones, like phone phones where you had to like dial it right. And then you made like, Boop, 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 boop. Ah, fuck. Hang up. Pick it back up. Boop, 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 boop. Fuck. Hang it up. I have that is a recurring nightmare I have, which doesn't make any sense because it's just annoying. It's not like terrifying. The rest of my turn is going to go out like this. Oh, yeah. So your mage hand grabs a hold of the wire connecting the scalaring core to the engine and it pulls and it comes out and that thing stops working. Okay, the rest of my turn is going to go down like this. Does it look like these guys are beating the crap out of each other? Because I'm debating whether I want to drop the silence and yell at them all to quit. Or do they look like they still have a couple rounds of fighting in them? Because I'll just let it go on in silence and that doesn't bother me. It looks like Greg's is bloody. The other two cloaked people is almost like nobody cares that they're there. If I can be honest with you. Do you think unplugging one of those machines is a full action? Or do you think that... I mean, it clearly yeah. it can't be because if I cast Mage Hand as an action, you think casting it and unplugging one is an action? Yeah. I can't unplug all three of them in the same turn, you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, right. yeah, maybe I shouldn't have let you do that. What's How's Mage Hand written? I mean, I can cast it right on it. I can cast it within 30 feet of me, and it is an action to cast. I feel like that's fine. I Like, casting it and doing something with it is fine, but I think it will take you an action to move it over... Because it doesn't take a bonus action to move. What's it doesn't take an action to move it. it. I can move it on my turn. How far can it move? Oh, no, it says you can use your action to control your hand. Use the hand to manipulate an object, open an unlocked door or container, still receive an item. Oh, no, it says you can move the hand up to 30 feet each time you use it. Yeah, so I think that you would have to use an action then to pull the wires out like that. And how far apart are each of these scalaring cores more than 30 feet apart, but less than 60? All right, well, then I'm going to hope that they don't understand that it's not working anymore because they are in the silence, and I'm going to leave the silence up until later. So that's the end of my turn. Okay, your buddy Griggs looks like he's trying to scream, and he swings his dagger at your boss, the zookeeper. That's confusing because Griggs is also our boss. Also, we're free to talk amongst ourselves, and they can't hear us because they're in the silence, but we're all up here like, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, Jarrell, you think you want one of those cloaks next, you know? Uh, the other day, uh, somebody went into the employee lounge and drank my creamer that I had for my coffee. You don't like your coffee black? It's clearly a joke. I only drink black coffee. All right. The first slash misses the zookeeper. The second slash hits him and he's caught off guard. And Griggs plunges the dagger into his neck real hard. No! For critical damage. Yeah, I should have saved that because now it sounds like he's dead, but he might not be. Cutting wards. We don't have that. We do have spare the dying. The zookeeper looks staggered, but he's still up on his feet. Then one of the cloaked figures pulls out a dagger from his belt and he throws it up at you, Drell. <laughs> I duck out of the way. Good luck hitting my massive armor class of 14. It's only 14. He hits armor class 18. What? How many times do we have to talk about my armor class? My survivability is not in my armor class. It's in my max hit points. 
Prepare to mark him down pretty bad because you took four damage from that. Wow, man. All right, guys. Oh, I need healing. Cut. But I need healing. It burns. But wait, make a concentration check so you don't drop your stupid spell. All right, fine. What do I add and what do I have to beat? It's a constitution save against 10. 20. You're able to continue concentrating on your spell. I laugh at the damage, but I don't laugh. I silently make it, I like mock laugh. Can I do a performance check to see if it looks yeah, like yeah, I'm actually laughing? Yeah, do a laughing? performance check, and I'll do an insight check for him. 23. He tears back his hood in disgust because he's so angry, and you see that this man is in fact somebody that you know intimately. Beaker? My mom? It's not Gordon Thumbneck, is it? If it's Gordon Thumbneck. Mayor Varisek. Oh. You know the mayor intimately, Ed? Yeah, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I try to keep it on the DL, okay? The other cloaked figure, he likes where the mayor's thinking, and he throws a dagger up at old Drell also. Good luck, you know I'm hard to hit. I've, I did roll pretty well. How old's a 21 armor class? He's probably got disadvantage because I got a railing in front of me. That's half cover, baby. Uh, you probably should have made that argument last time, too. Well, I'm making it this time. I agree with you. And he hits armor class 11, you say that hit? No way. I just deflect that right off my studded leather magical armor. He looks as though he's cursing you. I don't feign laughter. I feign disgust. I'm not rolling a performance check because I just do that. Unless you want a performance check, I'll do it. Oh my god, I got a 20. <laughs> 25. I make him think I'm disgusted with him for his inability to use a dagger properly. That performance was so good. He should be demoralized and have disadvantage on all attacks for the rest of the thing because he should believe that he's such a bad fighter. It's not worth fighting and he should give up and die. Joke's on you because he tears his hood back in anger and you see that he's the guy who was the official timekeeper for the Twilight Race and he already knows he's a piece of shit. So you can't demoralize him. You don't even have a name, red shirt. The zookeeper reaches back with his silver greatsword. He slashes at Griggs. He hits him once. Griggs is still alive and standing, but just barely. Jaxo Gix, what are you going to do? Um, I kind of want to run down there. How far is it to run down there? Do you want to go to like a, where there's a ladder or do you want to just jump over the railing? You think I'll get hurt if I jump over the railing? You'll be fine. Okay. Rolling acrobatics to do a flying jump kick and kick one of them down the stupid hole. Yeah, it's like far enough that you could definitely hurt yourself jumping, but I feel like a reasonable acrobatics check will prevent you from getting hurt. I pull out my potion of fire breath. The potion is orange and it flickers and smoke fills the top of the container. It wafts out whenever I open it and I drink a swig of it, pop that cork back in, launch myself over the railing with a 26 acrobatics check. Whoa. Oh, yeah, nice. Does, does that count a kick of one of those guys down the hole? No. But you do do a really nice tuck right as you land. And it's nice. And seamless. my arms go out like, ha-ha, ta-da! And you don't swallow your tongue or anything. I was going to say superhero landing, but Olympic landing is okay, too, I guess. Yeah. And then I launch my body towards the crowd of people in hoods and non-hoods, and I breathe fire all the F over them. All right. <laughs> I, I think you're able to hit all Actually, four of them. it's 30, within 30 feet of me. Do I even have to do that sweet acrobatics check? No. Too late. 
too late. You're already- All right, well, I'm down there. I don't run at them. I just breathe fire from back where I am, right where I landed with my arms out. Ta-da! Breathing fire all the F over them. All right, what do they roll? The target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking four D6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. All right, roll your damage. I wonder if we would have learned the plot if we would have not cast silence. Who knows? 16 fire damage. They would have been like, no, you want to summon the Queen of Silk. No, you want to summon the Lady of Silk. No, you want to summon the Lady of Silk. And then one of them would be like, I want to summon the Lady of Silk to kill her forever so she never comes up again. And then one of them would be like, no, I was going to betray you at the last second and we were going to take over the world. Do you think that's what they're saying to each other right now? But like, they, no one can hear anything? Yeah, I think so. But someone's unplugging all these power cores. All right. You hit all four of them with your fire breath. They're all still standing, but your buddy, Griggs, is not looking very good at all. He's got no eyebrows. Poor buddy. No eyebrows. You burnt some of his cloak away. You can see he has a nice spool with emerald thread on a necklace around his neck. That fucker. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. All right, have Shepsum. Third time's a charm. I'm going to shoot Griggs, his dumb face, with a sneak attack. Poor Griggs. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a luck point. <laughs> okay. Did Brayton touch your dice? Ooh, 24. Oh, man. That definitely hits him. Go ahead and roll for damage. 11 damage. Griggs takes an arrow right through the chest, and a look of shock comes across his face. And he looks like he's trying to say something, and he just slumps over, laying on top of the zookeeper, who pushes him over onto the ground. I bet Griggs was going to tell the zookeeper that he was the inside man the whole time, but I just kept it kept it on. It doesn't Gosh. matter what he was going to tell him, because there's this silence spell, and no one can hear anybody. You can cast Spare the Dying on him and ask him what he wanted yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, I got three rounds to do that. I'm gonna And then stab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tie them all up and wake them back up. We got this. I would also like to jump down where Jaxo is. Okay. Like, I just want to jump down into the first level, but stay back like he did. I'm going to try a sweet acrobatics check, so I can do it stylishly. Yeah, you might twist your ankle if you don't do it right. I got a five. You got a, that's your total? Yeah. It ain't good. How do you jump over the rail? I try to do like one of those, like whenever you're jumping over a fence and you lift both legs to one side. Well, you catch one of your feet on the rail and your whole body tumbles over and you fall down. And you take four damage and you hit with a thud that nobody inside the silence bubble can hear. But both of your friends are like, wow, that didn't sound good. Are you doing like the... Yeah, but I do also like a little like side eye thing. Like nobody heard that, right? One of her friends is in the silence bubble. Oh yeah, Ed brings up a good point. Um, Jaxo didn't hear it. No. Oh, I thought you meant like I thought that didn't sound good in like a I saw how bad that was kind of way, not in like my ears actually perceiving anything. Yeah, Jaxo can tell it didn't look good. All right, is that your whole turn? That's it. Two of these machines are squealing louder than they were before because of the extra load by one machine turning off. Drell, it's your turn. What would you like to do? All right, I want to examine this tripod. Does it look like the feet are like close enough to the hole that if like 10 pounds of pressure were applied to one, maybe it could just get to the edge of the hole and go down in it? 
You think not, because this tripod's built in a pretty sturdy fashion. All right, it's like bolted to the ground or something. I mean, it has three winches pulling up something. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah. So, if I use the stairs, can I move to where Griggs is and cast a spell in the same turn or not? What's your movement? 30. I don't think so. All right. So, I'm going to move one move, like, I guess, like over and down the ladder cautiously. I'm not jumping over the side like some idiot would do. And I'm going to use my action for the turn to take my mage hand, move it over to another one of the uh, m- machines, and unplug that one. Okay, I think so the machines are, like, they're not 50 feet apart from each other, but they're, like, 40 feet apart from each other or whatever. So your hand can't quite get to the second one in one turn. Wow. How inconvenient. Can a triangle be in a... Do you want to calculate the distance? It's an equilateral triangle inside a 50-foot diameter circle. Uh, so I keep thinking it's 40 feet across, and that puts it way closer. Also, I know you said I unplugged a machine, but I thought I was going at the power cores that aren't on the walls, which is partially important. Oh, so in my head, these winches are bolted to the walls, and then like sitting on the ground beside them is a power cord with like a wire plugged into the winch. Okay, okay, that's fine. What's 50... Times the square root of three. What a question. No, no, 25, it's 25 times the square root of three. 43 feet. 43.3. Okay. They are 43.3 feet apart. Yeah, so it can't quite get there. It's a bummer. Okay. I will move it 30 feet toward one of them. That's my turn. Okay. After your turn, from the pit come out two giant spiders. These are large beasts, and they roll out onto the floor. And they don't make any noises because of the silence. And also because spiders, like, what noise would they make anyway? Creepy noises. And one of the spiders immediately goes over to one of the cultists that's still alive. And he bites him on the neck and he falls down dead. Whoa. Wait, was it the mayor or the shark caller? The red shirt. It was the timekeeper. Yeah. The mayor looks exasperated and terrified and he starts to run away no he doesn't because it's not his turn yet the other spider scuttles over towards the mayor who's terrified and he bites at him but the mayor is more wily than you might think and the spider misses him and now it's the mayor's turn and he runs away from the spider 30 feet in drell's direction oh man there's so many characters that i have to control this sucks all right then the zookeeper Takes his greatsword, he dashes after the mayor, and he slices him down. Wham! Slam! Thank you, ma'am. He hits him twice with his greatsword and just cuts him through his shoulder into his body. And then he puts his foot up on his body and with a serious shove, shoves his body off of the sword. And he lays on the ground, cut partially into two over near that where That might Trell take two spare the dyings. Jaxo, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to make a beeline for that ladder and climb up the ladder. Okay. And then I'm going to breathe fire from the up on the top. Can I reach the spider from there? Yeah, I think the, you said it has, what's the range? 30 feet. 30 foot cone. Yeah, I think, yeah, you can get both of them. Okay, but not Hap. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get Hap, we might be, like, you might be able to. I don't want to get Hap. Oh, yeah, then you can exclude him, no problem. All right, I scramble up the nearest ladder, and I turn around, and I breathe fire on the two spiders with my big, tough fire mouth, because I'm a dragon. Oh, 
What are they rolling? DC 13 dexterity saving throws. Okay. How much damage do you do? 10 damage. Not very much. All right, both spiders are burned, and they look like they would make weird squealing noises, but they make no noise at all. Thanks for that icon of silence, because that sound is horrifying. Wait, like dead or like just singed? They're just singed. They're still up and scurrying. I feel like they sound like squealing pigs, but like spider pigs. Yeah, I feel like if you use an octave pedal on a squealing pig, uh, increase the octave. All right, Hap, it's your turn. How close are the spiders to me? 25 feet away. Because you went up around, so you have to like cross the room a little bit more to get to them, if that makes sense. And it's just the two spiders and the zookeeper left, right? Yep. I'm going to climb the nearest ladder and then shoot at a spider. <laughs> okay. I like that both of you went down just to climb back up. I don't want to stay down there by myself. Well, the spiders. I'm not that strong. <laughs> spiders killed the monster people. Don't worry. The tank's down there. He can probably fight all the spiders right in the front lines here. You mean me? I don't know. Are you down there or did you climb a ladder to leave me down here with the spiders to die? You're not like down there. Like a friend there? would do. What? I didn't know you went down. When did you What happened down? about the part when I said I went down the ladder so I could go towards Griggs to spare the dying on him? I missed that I missed completely. that, too. I thought these yeah. were all jokes. About later. That's, all right. Fair enough. Most of the things I say are jokes. 24 to hit with my short bow. A 24 hits the spider. Eight damage. It doesn't like it. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. That's it. All right. The two winches are still heaving away under the weight of some heavy load. Drell, it's your turn. All right. I drop the silence. I say, Zookeeper, don't leave yet. We still need you. Everyone, unplug the other machines. And then I cast Spare the Dying on Griggs. Okay. And then I say, and we'll kill these spiders too. Do you have to be next to him? What? Yeah. Yeah. So I have to move a little bit. Okay, that's fine. I feel like you have to go around the spiders, but I feel like you have enough movement to just do that. Okay. And one of the spiders, that's your whole turn? Yeah. One of the spiders jumps at you while you're standing next to Greg's body, and he tries to bite you. Armor class 24. Um, let me hold on one second. Um, uh, yeah, that hits. Then you're going to take six damage, buddy. Six piercing damage. Six damage? Oh, I'm actually I'm immune to piercing damage. Oh, really? No. Well, and then at this point, you got to make a constitution save or you might get poisoned. All right. I need to know if it's a disease. No, it's poison. 23. I don't think natural 20s matter on saves, so I'm not going to mention that. Except for passive aggressively. Oh, yeah, that barely passes. You feel as though your great resilience has helped you out again. Ugh. The next spider scuttles over to the... Only person down here. No, no, the other person that's down there. The zookeeper. And he bites at him. Zookeeper, no! But the spider's unable to hit the zookeeper because the zookeeper fends him off with his sword. Ha-ha! That guy's dead, dead. Then the zookeeper says to Drell, I can't believe you idiots are on my team in this whole thing. Um, And then he slashes his sword at the spider. His great silver sword. But the spider is real, real tricksy. And he only gets hit once. Um, and then he says, of course I'll help you, Drell. Let's get rid of these spiders first. How does he know Drell's name? We're bros. Okay. Jaxo, it is your turn. How far am I from the two spiders? Dude, my instructions were to unplug these things. They're making more spiders. <laughs> uh, so you're, like, you're above them, 
but in a straight line, you're like 20 feet from one or maybe 22 and a half feet or something. And the other one's closer. It's like 12 How feet. How far away. am I from pl- unplugging a thingy? Like directly, you're like real close to one, but you're straight above it. Okay. And then the other one? Was it 43.3 feet? It's 43.3 feet away. Okay, I scamper down the ladder and unplug the thing that Drell told me to unplug. I spin around and I breathe fire on that stupid spider. Um, is what is breathing fire? What kind of action is that? A fiery one, a hot one. Is it an action or a bonus action? Spicy. Spicy. Is a spicy boy? I think it takes an action to unplug the wire. You can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. Okay. Is it an action to drink the potion, though? I already drank it. I get three fire breaths on one drank. Damn. Wow. That's why I done did that. You are a dragon. I know. I'm tough. The last thing I'll say is you can't get to that spider without hitting the zookeeper probably with your fire. Well, what if I move to be the right angle to do it? I didn't use much move speed. I, like, dropped down some some ladder. You want to try to do a skill shot where you skim the spider but not the zookeeper? Uh-huh. Okay. I know I shot you with four arrows, but I'm unwilling to hit you with fire. Well, I was confused before. Drell told me that I should kill that guy, and that guy ended up being the zookeeper. Or Griggs or whatever. I feel like you gotta make some sort of geometry check to make that kind of distinction. A geometry check? All right. If I run towards the other unpluggy boy, can I then shoot a spider with my fire breath? Instead of unplugging a boy at all? No, I unplug, I slide down the ladder doing that sick move where you're like holding on, but just barely, and you're just like down. And then I unplug the pluggy boy and then I beeline it for the other pluggy boy but I can't get there because I know it's too far and then I turn my head and I fire breathe right up that spider's butthole. You could do that but that's the one that's fighting Drell. I don't care. I'm fine. Do it. I'm doing it because I know he's got hit points and I got I got a Gila monster up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, 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 go. Let's go. <laughs> fire in the butthole of a spider. I just opened up my butthole too. Let's go. Sounds really uncomfortable. Uh, 18 damage. 18 damage? This spider doesn't look healthy. Wait, what's the save? DC 13 dexterity. Cake sauce. You dodge that boy. 18, yeah. So I take half? Yeah. You take nine. Take nine? Pfft. Spider boy, how many you take? A spider took all of his remaining hit points. He's crunchy. He curls up and then his legs curl in and he flips over on his back and he dries out, you know, like how they mm-hmm. do in movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your movement, Jackson? Thirty. I was going to say you're about 10 feet because the climbing is difficult terrain, blah, blah, blah. Let's say you're about 13 feet away from the one core towards the other core. You got it, boy. Maybe like 13.301270892 feet. Why don't we just call it 13 and a half, you know? like. All right, Hap Shepsum, it's your turn. I'm going to head towards the remaining cord to try and unplug it. Oh, okay. It's like all the way across the room from you. Wait, I thought I was... Okay, so Jaxo went left and I went right. And then I went down... I jumped down and then I climbed the ladder. So since Jaxo's was next to him, I assumed that the other one was next to me. So when Jaxo went left, 
he ended up like right above a core. And then when you went right, you ended up like halfway between the two cores that have already been unplugged. And I didn't question you how far you went left and right. I just moved you like some distance. So maybe that's my fault. Okay. Wait, what's um, you're a rogue, aren't you? Yeah. Do you have that thing that you can dash as a bonus action? I don't think so. What's cunning action say? I can take a bon. Oh, I can take a bonus action on each of your turns to take the dash, disengage, or hide action. I guess that's what that means, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so try that one. Okay. Uh, can I dash to the nearest one? Yeah, it's like just under 50 feet away from you. But there's a big pit in the middle, so you have to walk around the pit. So it's basically the path of walking is 50 feet. Okay, that's still fine. Because my movement speed is 30. I want to do that as my bonus action. And then I'm going to use my action to unplug the thread thing. Okay. You're unplugging the power core from the winch? Yep. Nice. So Hab runs across the room, dives over or slides under or ducks under the filament that's in the way, gets across the room, unplugs it, and all three winches are shut down. That's it. That's my whole turn. You hear no groaning of any motors this time. Drell, it's your turn. All right. I move over to the announcer, and I cast Spare the Dying on him. And while I'm walking, I say, Zookeeper, quick, catch us up on what's going on here, because it was slightly confusing, but I'm glad we're on the same team. But what's your best guess at what Griggs was saying in the silence? Uh, So he's, like, standing right there. Like, you're going to the same spot as the remaining giant spider and the Zookeeper. No, that's the mayor. He ran over and had to kill the mayor. I'm doing the dude that's right next to Griggs. The timekeeper. Oh. Red shirt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what I said. You're right. You're right. The one that's one round dead earlier, so that he's rolling all these extra death saves that he doesn't need to roll. I can get the mayor next turn. You're absolutely right. Unless these people are dead. Are they dead or are they, you know, no, dying? They're, you know, they're like dying. Okay. Well, I don't know. The mayor might be dead. That was pretty gnarly wound. Oh, we'll see when I get there. Uh, this giant spider tries to bite at the zookeeper, who laughs it off. And then he whips his sword around, and he cuts the spider's head off from its abdomen. Body. Thorax? Isn't that your butt? That's Isn't the thorax the far part where the web comes out? The thorax is if you have Maybe. more than a head and a body. You have a middle section, like an ant. Then you have a thorax. So there's like a head, yeah, the legs thorax, grow off abdomen. of the thorax. But we have an abdomen. Spiders only have two parts, so they have a head and an abdomen, no thorax. Their legs are on their abdomen, all eight of them. Arguably, humans have a thorax and an abdomen. It's just your upper chest is your thorax and your like guts are your abdomen. Well, whatever it's called, the zookeeper chops the head of the spider away from the rest of it. Combat's kind of over now if you guys aren't attacking the zookeeper. Yeah, I need him to start explaining some shit, and then I'm going to go cast Spare the Dying on the mayor. All right, the zookeeper says... You guys got stuck in the middle of a bad, bad spot in the guild history. I'll tell you that right now. You see what We're happened? The was... bright, shining spot of the guild history. So, yeah, haven't you heard how famous we are? When I say bright and shining, Sunny I mean boys. dark and black. Yeah, you guys really uh, startled me there. When I assigned you to work with Griggs, I thought that giving him the three worst fuck ups in the guild would help hold him back, because he didn't know that I knew. That he was in on it with the mayor. And I've been working to try to foil this plot for months. But it turns out you guys aren't as big a fuck-ups as I thought you were. No, we ain't never done that. But yeah, so Griggs and the mayor were plotting against, you know, the city, basically, to raise this demon. A demon? 
Shaped like a spider? Nope. nope. Just uh, just to be clear, it's a devil. The lady is so... Yeah, I can summon demons. Yeah, you guys probably haven't heard about this, but uh, there's a cult that's been trying to summon the Lady of Silks back to Monzamalut, and they're trying to use the population of Monzamalut to feed her into her full adult stage. And so uh, that's not good for business, if you're me. You know what I mean? I like things staying status quo. Why did they want this Lady of Silks to show up? I don't know, man. They're cultists. They're evil, you know? Oh. Okay. I go to the pit and look over the edge. Do I see any more spiders coming up? You don't see any more spiders coming up. But you do see there's like a stone statue of a woman with a lot of spider effects around her as like spider legs carved around her. But she still has a human shaped body, like a mummified body. But it's made of stone. So it's confusing. And it's like hanging 20 feet down in the hole from the filaments just swinging there. Do you guys want to try to cut all three of these at the same time? Yes, and then smash it down there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will summon my packed weapon. This time, I think my packed weapon will be a halberd. It's still dark purple and glowing, and it looks like it's made of some like jagged stone. Except for the point, the slashing part of the halberd is sharp. I ready my short sword. Okay, and this, the zookeeper walks over to the pit while you guys are getting ready. He says, yeah, see this? They're trying to pull this out. This is her petrified body from the last time she was conquering this region. They're trying to pull it out so that they could turn her back into flesh. And it looks like we got here just in time. I thought you guys were going to stop me because you were working for Griggs. And I thought that he had told you that I was in some sort of cahoots with the mayor. Which I would never do. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. But when I shot you, it was mostly because I didn't know who you were. And I often shoot people I don't know who they are. But then I was aiming for Griggs and I missed. And I'm sorry I shot you. Hey, here's the thing. In the future, we're going to have to work on you shooting people for no reason. If you want to keep moving up in the guild. Okay, well... Should we burn this thing or what? Yeah, he goes, cut it on my mark, and he holds his sword up in the air. And I hold my sword up in the air. And I hold my packed weapon up in the air. I just hold my short sword, like, at the ready. I don't really hold it up in the air. And then he drops his hand, indicating that it's time to chop them. As I swing, I say, for the darkness within. As I swing, I say, I'm sorry I shot you. Really. I say nothing as I swing. Do we have to roll to see if we damage the cables enough to cut them? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do we have to make attack rolls? What's the armor class of a cable? Just roll damage. Okay. Well, what's the damage of a halberd? Seven. I should have used the greatsword instead. Ten. I should have used a scythe or something that does, like, incredible damage, because I'm always proficient with my packed weapon. This only does a d10. God damn. Sucks. Four damage. I don't even think that cuts it. Yeah, so Jaxo's cuts through cleanly. And then Jaxo looks up excitedly to see what good teamwork they did. And the other two hacked at theirs. And then the statue swings violently to the side and bashes off the side of the pit. And then the zookeeper goes, oh, come on, guys. I just said you weren't fuck-ups. Isn't one of them slack, too? Because um, the one motor was shut off way, like, 12 seconds before the other motors were shut off. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely. 
That's all that happened to mine. I just hit it again. Yeah, can we go again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I dealt it 10 more damage. Nine. All right, you guys cut through the filament chains and the statue plummets into the deep darkness below. We count how long it takes to fall. The zookeeper's watching you, and after, like, 10 seconds, he's like, Yeah, so anyway, uh, you guys really helped me out there. I don't think I would have made it without your help. That was one hell of a brain you got there on you, Drell. That silence spell really saved my ass. How about I buy you guys a drink, and we talk about your future with the guild? Yeah! Yeah! Yar! Better be a brat one. All right, let me get to the next question real quick. Are these Skalaran power cores useful to the guild at all, or do we huck them down in the hole too? Oh, wait, yeah, hold on. Yeah, wait, get those. We're keeping them? Yeah, we could sell those to somebody. What about this tripod? Do we, like, bash it up and throw it in there? Do we need to call the authorities to arrest the mayor since this warlock done saved him? No, no, no. You want to take him in for questioning, boss? Um, I was just going to say maybe we throw the tripod and the bodies down the hole. Well, they're alive right now, so those aren't bodies. Those are people. So but If you throw them down the hole, they'll be bodies. Well, only once they land. As far as I can tell, nothing lands when you throw down these holes. So they might just wake up in a couple weeks falling like... <laughs> That's horrible. Maybe it is a good idea to hold on to Greg's and ask him a few questions when we're in private. Make sure he didn't spill too much of guild business out there on the streets. Yeah, but this um race starter, he sucks anyway. Yeah, that guy sucks. And the mayor, we hate him. He hates our guild, so hit all that anti-guild stuff in the works. Anti-guild sentiment. Yeah. You're talking sense, Drell. And then he starts dragging the mayor's body over towards the hole. Dragon? Yar. I'm going to stab the uh, shot collar dude in the neck and f- and pull out a vial from my cloak and fill it up with his blood and cork it up and put it back in my uh, cloak. Whoa. Are you doing it in secret? Not too much. The zookeeper's like, hey, um, what's, uh, what are you doing there? Oh, I need that. Okay. You're going to mix some blood cocktails later, huh? No, I need that to summon a demon. You're trying to summon a demon? I just stopped him from summoning a devil. That was a devil. What if I need a demon tonight? To, to sleep with? I didn't think about that. You kids are crazy. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's only good for one day anyway. And then he uses his sword to hack through uh, the legs of the tripod, and he kicks the debris down in the hole. And he says, all right, what do you guys say we get out of here? Yeah, get some drinks. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go celebrate. Do you think we need to um, make the staircase impassable or something? We just close that bookcase. No one will know it's even here. What about the hallway that goes from the bottom of the staircase into the room with a hole in it? Yeah, if you, do you have a way to collapse that? Uh, I could summon a demon. <laughs> I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable with that. So we can just hope the next mayor doesn't find this place and decide to <laughs> summon a devil. I don't know how many Eldritch Blasts it would take. I think that many Eldritch Blasts might call the guard. I think they might hear that. I think if the guards didn't hear this. Hear what? I cast silence. Most of it was silent. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. Sneakiest thieves in the guild. All right. I cast pass without trace. Do we need to hide more? I feel like you guys want to sneak out, but like I don't want to make you roll for that. You can just sneak out. Okay. Especially because you can go up the stairs and um, close the doors behind you and go out the back door where you know that guard's unconscious. He's still unconscious? Yeah, dude. You got knocked the fuck out. Damn. 
You guys climb over the fence. You run into Flanders outside. Was he not where I left him? No. He's on like the other corner of the building. <laughs> I'm like, Flanders! He's like, shh. And he holds a finger up to his mouth and he goes, you have to be quiet when you're in the guild. No, you have to be quiet when... Uh, let's go. Flanders, let's get a drink. Yeah, soggy boys, do or die. Flanders, you have to call us 5108-3605. And then he winks and he says, oh yeah, 5108-3605. Till we die. Oh, hey, boss. And then the zookeeper just goes, huh. And then you guys walk back to the gallows bucket. Basket, it's still basket. <laughs> As you walk in, the night gnashers are on stage and they see you. And one of them points and says, Oi, you gallows lot, let's hear this next song in honor of the zookeeper, our fearless leader. goes up and gets shots for the team brings him back to the table and he says well wait what do we do with greg's body we just take it to the bar with us we prop it up for the table like we get a bernie's Bernie's. oh yeah you start you gotta stop off at uh like a holding cell interrogation chamber one when you get back to the entrance there don't seem to be any guards guarding them anymore which doesn't make any sense at all of what 
But how would they know not to do that? You know? Yeah. You mean like the, the police people that we saw earlier or what? Yeah, yeah. They probably got tired. Also, we're each carrying a Scalar and Power Core. We have to walk like a mile and a half with like a hundred pounds. Oh my God. I'm tough. I make uh, Flanders help me carry mine. But then when he whines too much, I just carry it. He wants to do it himself, but he gets way slower when he carries it. And he starts oh, to buddy. drag it on the ground, which is loud and draws attention. Once we're outside of the thing, it's fine. We can be as loud as we want. It just looks like we have a drunk friend with us who's literally not dead. It's fine. Yeah, you're right. Um, we have some shots with the zookeeper. Oh, yeah. The zookeeper raises a shot glass in front of him and he says, here's to loyalty and brotherhood. And clink. Yar. Loyalty and brotherhood in darkness. Then he does his shot. And I ask him, uh, Griggs told us that you were the one that was betraying the guild. There were all these guys outside all the entrances earlier today. What? How did he pull that off? Yeah, that sounds like what he wanted you to think. See, Griggs was doing a plot to raise a devil in her actual form to this plane with the mayor. So Griggs had an in with the mayor, and that's how the mayor found out where to station the guards. To get into mm. our hideout. So Griggs betrayed us the whole time. Jack, so I yeah, told you. Yeah, that's why I had to go kill him. Was that even your condo we broke into? Yeah, he made us break into your apartment. You guys broke into my apartment? I don't know. Was it a staged apartment that Griggs made to say was yours? Because we didn't actually know where you lived. There's a bird. No, did you steal my 40 gold? No, but no. you have a nice bird. I do have a nice bird. Why did you have a temple to the Lady of Silk in your freaking apartment i didn't have a temple that's my evidence locker that's all the stuff i gathered on the cult i don't know secret i had to keep it back in my place and not here because griggs could get here to see that i was looking into it keep it secret keep it safe i had to do this whole investigation by myself because i knew that there was dirty thieves in the mix now you can count on us okay we're your right hand man do you guys think this party would be more lit if I summoned a Tannerook? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a I don't demon. Think so. I think I'm thinking not, bud. Wait, generally I can control it, and just sometimes it goes in like berserk mode. Mm, I think we're good. Why don't you get one of those animals out of that bag you have? That'd be good enough. I don't have the bag. Please don't summon a demon to the bar. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to party with. Okay, bud. If you say so. Wait, is uh Gordon Thumbneck here? Oh yeah, he's there. Hey Gordon. Gordon comes over with five shots. Yeah, Gordon, what's up? Another devil has been disbanded by the Soggy Boys. No, 5108-3605.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. Didn't Griggs have like a pregnant wife that we met or something? Was she pregnant or did I just make that up in my head? They weren't even married. They just had a kid. What's going to happen to Griggs' kid? That's what happens when you break the law, Nora. Your kids suffer. We have all broken the law. Yeah, and our kids are suffering right now. We don't have kids.